whoever made you wrong, whoever judged you, whoever made you feel like or told you you were a fraud, we hold that. And we worry about that person in particular or that group of people. And the way that that worry shows up is sometimes very clearly conscious in our mind. I'm worried that they're going to show up and they're going to say this. They're going to outright shame me. They're going to make me feel stupid. They're going to crash my big talk and go off about how I'm a fraud, how I wronged them. It can be a direct conscious fear of something, which might be related to an actual trauma that happened, an actual incident. And it can just be that you hold that fear and belief in general now. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about making other people, along with their shame and their judgments, irrelevant. This is something that has been repeatedly over different points of my journey really powerful and has given me a lot of freedom and leverage. And what I mean by making people irrelevant is that when we have trauma, when we have past toxic, abusive relationships, when we have people who have shamed or judge us, when we have family members and friends who have opinions about who we should be, we allow them to take up space in our nervous system. We allow them to take up space in our minds, to be one of those voices that we consistently hear over and over again when we're trying to do something, to be one of those voices that really perpetuates a story about ourselves or even a story that they may have implanted for us. And in making them irrelevant, this is not about not caring for other people. This is not about dissociating. It's not about bypassing and not having feelings about the situation or about the other people. This is about reclaiming that space in your nervous system, reclaiming your autonomy, your ability to be your fullest expression in the world without being impacted or affected by these people around us or by people from the past. For me, this has looked like really getting honest about where I feel constricted and restrained from stepping into my fullest expression. And that is something in me to work on. And some of that cage that I've built up around myself has come directly from past relationships, past traumas past stories or shame that was projected onto me or given to me or taught to me. That comes from past family members, past relationships, both friendships and romantic relationships. That comes from certain experiences with particular clients over the years. Something happened. I was shamed. I was judged. I was made wrong. I internalized that. So we're not putting all of this on other people. We're still taking responsibility for it, but we're looking for the source. So I internalized those things and I started to hold certain beliefs, but more related to this conversation, I started to operate within certain limitations. So it felt like I had this cage around me, this container, this box, this, this dome that kept me small because when we stay small, We feel safe. We stay small. We take up less space. We don't use our voice. We're less likely to upset or trigger others. We're less likely to be harmed. And this is a trauma response. This is something that we learn. This is part of our winning strategy. And we have to bring awareness to it. 
if we really want to have leverage and break free and make the impossible inevitable. But we have to be aware of who specifically and what stories or past shames or past traumas or limiting beliefs that were given to us, told to us, taught to us, projected onto us, what those are, who those people are, who we're still giving weight to. Now, this might be that you really want to put yourself out there and you really want to be visible in the world. You want to start your business. You want to launch a podcast. You want to write a book, become a speaker, get your name and your message out there, get your creations out there. But you are heavier set than you want to be. You have extra weight that isn't where you feel most ideal. And beyond that discomfort within yourself, you have had people who shame you for not being good enough, not being pretty enough, somebody that broke up with you because you weren't the ideal body type for them, and they make up part of this container. Your belief that you can't go out and be front and center in the world because you don't look a certain way, you don't look the right way, isn't just a limiting belief within ourselves that we have to work through and heal, but it's something that we're allowing someone outside of us to hold weight. So you might worry not just about the whole, or you might not just have that limiting belief inside yourself, but you might worry that that person in particular might see you and might judge you, might shame you again for that. Or you're still holding on to something that says you have to look a certain way in order to have love and belonging and you lost it with that person because you didn't look a certain way and you might still be holding on to some agenda to prove something to someone else. And when we do that, we're still giving them power. We're giving them weight. We're allowing them to be a part of this cage that we're trapped inside of. That can look like somebody telling you that you aren't in alignment with your message. They think you're a fraud. They don't think that you're smart enough. You're not good enough. Who are you to be teaching this stuff? You're damaging, you're narcissistic, whatever the projection or the trigger or the attack, however it showed up, it embeds itself inside of you. And you're carrying this. And Rather than just having, so this is an additional layer, rather than just having a sense of imposter syndrome within yourself that comes from your own fears, your own limiting beliefs, your own perception about who you need to be to have the things that you want, you're also worried about that other person. Whoever shamed you or whatever group of people, whoever made you wrong, whoever judged you, whoever made you feel like or told you you were a fraud, we hold that. And we worry about that person in particular or that group of people. And the way that that worry shows up is sometimes very clearly conscious in our mind. I'm worried that they're going to show up and they're going to say this. They're going to outright shame me. They're going to make me feel stupid. They're going to crash my big talk and go off about how I'm a fraud, how I wronged them. It can be a direct conscious fear of something which might be related to an actual trauma that happened, an actual incident. And it can just be that you hold that fear and belief in general now, but you're still holding them. You still have them taking up space in your nervous system. There's just a sense that they're out there, that they might come for you, that they might hurt you, that they might be right about you. You have to prove something to them. And these are people that are not in our lives anymore, especially. 
And I want to talk a little bit about making people irrelevant within in the context of maintaining relationships with them. But first, I want to finish talking about this piece of people who are not in our life anymore, past partners, past friends, past bosses, groups that we are a part of that for whatever reason, we stopped being a part of. We got kicked out. We decided to leave. There was a clash. We have to be aware of if and where they're still taking up space in our minds and our nervous system and how that might be holding us back from really showing up fully expressed? And where are we still trying to prove something to ourselves in relation to them or to them directly? Where are we being driven and motivated to do, be, have, become something to prove them wrong? And again, that might also be within ourselves, but we're still holding them in relation to it. They're still a factor. They're still taking up space in our life, in our mind, in our nervous system, in our being, in our day-to-day, even if we're not consciously thinking about them. This is more than just having some deep-rooted fear or core wounding around feeling the need to prove ourselves. It's related to someone in particular. So the work that we have to do there is to make them irrelevant. And this isn't intellectual work. It isn't just about saying they don't matter. Who are they? They're nobody. This also isn't about reversing the shame, making them wrong, shaming them, attacking them. It's not about telling stories about them either. It's about really understanding the impact that they've had and doing the work to process through that. We talk so much about processing work on the show because that is how we actually break free. And the more freedom that we have within ourselves, within our nervous system, within our belief system, our subconscious, the more freedom we have from past traumas and our triggers and those trauma responses, the more leverage we have to create what it is that we want, to step into new way of beings, to show up fully expressed so that we can align with the things that we desire, the life that we're here to live, the work that we're here to do. So we have to clear on a deeper level, on a cellular level. Whatever trauma might be there, whatever belief might be there, we have to cut the cord with whatever person is taking up space in our nervous system, in our mind. We have to do that work. It's not intellectual. Intellectual will get us so far. Thinking through it, reframing it, telling different stories, convincing ourselves of different beliefs, all of that will create a certain amount of space and leverage, but it's small in comparison to what comes from really healing and clearing. And when we cut cords, that's an energetic piece of work. There is a connection between us and the people that we come into contact with. And we have these energetic ties, these bonds, these connections to other people, even if they're no longer in our life. Sometimes we develop a cord with a stranger. It's a small one. It's insignificant. It doesn't drain us. It doesn't influence us. They're not necessarily taking up space. But think about past partners past bosses or coworkers, past friends that are no longer in your life, past communities where maybe there was trauma, maybe there was abuse or toxicity. Maybe you felt shamed. Maybe you felt unwelcome. Maybe in some way they reinforced your core wound stories. Again, not even putting blame on yourself or other people, just acknowledging 
that relationship, that person, that experience, that community, that space had an impact on me, had an effect. And I still hold that energetic connection to them or the space or the group, to the people, to the experience. It's still taking up space in my nervous system. It's still an active cord connection, even if I'm not in communication with them anymore. It's still feeding off of me, feeding off of them, binding me to somebody who I don't want to be bound to in a way that isn't productive. So we have to clear and cut those cords. We have to create true freedom from them. That's energetic work. That's healing and clearing work. There are some great visualizations online for cord cutting. We have some different options available in AccuSesh recordings, one-on-one work, inside our programs. However you decide to do it, you can just visualize that. Visualize the other person. Visualize, feel into, get a sense of how many cords are connected from you to them. How big are they? Can you clear them? Can you cut them? What do you need to do that? Can you imagine your energy coming back to you and theirs going back to them? And really, truly severing that connection. There have been a lot of people in my life where I've had to do that repeatedly. Anytime I sense them taking up space in my nervous system, anytime I sense myself thinking of them, feeling drawn to them, grieving them, wanting to reach out to them, rehashing something that happened, I allow myself to feel what I feel, but I actively close my eyes, visualize them wherever they are in the world, and I cut those cords that are still there. And I send them away with love and I reclaim my energy. And something that I do that has worked really well for me is to visualize them dissolving away. There's something about ocean water. When the waves crash, if you've ever been in the ocean, the waves crash and there's that white kind of bubbly foam and it just goes, just kind of dissolves. That's what I imagine. I dissolve them away and that helps me further release the connection to them. I do it with love or just indifference, creating space in your nervous system. Who is taking up space? Who are you giving weight to that isn't in your life anymore and doesn't deserve any weight, doesn't deserve any energy, doesn't deserve any influence over who you are and who you become? Doesn't matter what they think, what they believe, what they have to say, what stories they tell. Who are you giving weight to? And what needs to happen to really clear that? And one thing that's really helped me with this work is to remember that before they were someone to me, they were nobody to me. That is not a statement of their worth, of who they are as a person. It's just fact. Before we meet anybody, they're nobody to us. We don't know they exist. Maybe we've seen them somewhere, but we don't know who they are. They don't necessarily mean anything to us. Doesn't mean we're not kind to them. Doesn't mean we don't think anything about them. Whether it's a professional relationship, a personal relationship, a family relationship, a community that we're a part of. Before they became something to us, they were nothing to us. And we didn't think about them. We didn't feel a need to prove anything to them unless we had something in ourselves where we felt compelled to prove to the world that we were or could be something. But we don't know them until we know them. 
We don't give them weight. We don't care what they think of us, what they're doing, who they're talking to, what they're saying. And then we get into relationship with them and then things happen that affect us. And those people fall out of our lives for one reason or another, but we still give them weight. We still let them take up space. They're still somehow an active participant in what we do or don't do, what we think or don't think, what we believe and feel or don't believe and feel, who we become or who we don't. We're still holding them when they don't deserve that weight. And when we're holding other people in that way, we're more likely to activate our winning strategy. And then we're not operating in a way of being that allows us to create impossible things. Who's taking up space in your nervous system? Who needs to be made irrelevant? Who's no longer in your life, but you're still making relevant in some conscious or unconscious way? There is so much freedom and leverage when we can let those people go. When we can stop making them relevant. Stop giving them weight. Stop allowing them to exist. And this doesn't mean that we completely wipe them from our memories. It's not about bypassing. It's not about forgetting. It's not giving them any weight. We might think of them from time to time, but they don't hold weight. We're not trying to prove something to them. We're not scared or small because they exist in the world. We're returning them to what they were before we knew them. Nothing to us. And with certain relationships, we learn the duality of what that means. We can still have love for them. We can still care for them. We can still think of them fondly or grieve them. We still have our feelings. We just don't give them weight anymore. If you need support with this, especially with people who no matter what it is that you try to do beyond intellectual, intellectual is not enough. If that's all you've done, now it's time to get into the energetic work and the processing work. It's time to move all of that out of your nervous system and your cells. But if you've done all of that and you're still really stuck, they're still taking up space, a very particular type of process work is needed to empty out with them, to repattern your subconscious, to shift your relationship to them, to change your resonance with certain beliefs or stories about you and them and the situation and your feelings. There's a particular type of work that we can do. So reach out if you need support. But do that work. Notice who's taking up space in your nervous system, who you're afraid might see you who you feel you have to prove something to, be something for, even if they're not in your world anymore. Even if you chose to remove them from your world. Who is taking up space? Who are you giving weight to? And what needs to happen to let that go? Now let's talk about people who are active in our life. This is a different dynamic and a different way to think about and approach this work. Making their opinion of you their judgments of you, their beliefs about you, their stories about you irrelevant. Not necessarily making them irrelevant, but making those things that hinder you, that make you small, that trigger your core wound stories, irrelevant. This might be family that you love dearly who doesn't understand what it is that you're doing, thinks it's a little weird and crazy and out there. 
has judgments about you, tells stories about you. And with family especially, but with all relationships. Remember that as humans, we have a deep need for love and belonging. And that comes from the fact that we can't survive on our own. There is a window of time in the middle of life, a big window, where we're self-sufficient and we can actually survive on our own. There's the beginning and the end. There's times when we're sick, when we're injured, that we actually can't survive without other people. So give yourself grace. We all have this craving, this need for love and belonging, especially belonging. It's how we stay safe. It's how we stay alive. So don't judge yourself for this. You're not weak. Whatever story you tell about yourself, you're human. We have a need for love and belonging. And because of that, we will all often contort ourselves in order to achieve some sense of love and belonging, to not push our family away, our partner away, our friends away. We don't want to be judged by them. That hurts, but it's also risky. What if they judge what we're doing so much that they don't want us around anymore and now we're alone? It goes beyond just core wounding. Fear of abandonment. It's fear of death, being alone, not being able to take care of ourselves, not having help and support. So if the people around us don't understand, if they're shaming us, they're judging us, they have opinions and thoughts, expectations of us, we have to make that irrelevant. It doesn't mean that we're calloused. doesn't mean that we don't care. doesn't mean that we bypass or that we just dismiss the people around us. It means that we don't give it weight. It is just their opinion. It is just their perception. We did a whole episode on perception. We'll link to it in the show notes. When you can understand the perception model, it is far easier to understand that nothing is personal. Not even the good things. Not even someone loving you, choosing you, praising you, celebrating you, affirming you. You're a factor in that, just the same as you are if they're judging you or shaming you, attacking you, hurting you, being unkind to you. You're a factor. But it's all their perception. It's all their experience. Their worldview. Whatever someone is saying to us, they're choosing us or not choosing us, loving us or not loving us, loving us or hating us, accepting or judging us, people are always showing us and telling us the framework of their perception model. It's not actually about us. We're a factor. There are often reflections within that. And being able to discern, is there something here for me that can help me heal more, grow, do better at what's important to me? Is there a genuine reflection here? And there can be. Even in the most hateful, toxic, reactive, just ridiculous behavior that I've experienced from other people, there have been genuine reflections that were good for me to hear. And I'm so glad that I was able to discern that. Yep, they're not wrong. They are very triggered by their own trauma. They're projecting all over me. They're being abusive in unacceptable ways, toxic and intolerable ways. 
they're not wrong about that. That's a reflection for me. So we're not bypassing. We're not avoiding what's uncomfortable. We're just not giving it weight. Because if we give weight to other people, we go into our winning strategy. We're trying to prove something, earn something, not lose something. That activates our winning strategy. So we'll do that in our own unique way, the way that we've learned to have safety, security, and success, love, and belonging. And we'll push what it is that we want further and further away. That is how a winning strategy works. It inherently states that some things are possible and others are not. So if you're contorting yourself, if you're giving weight to other people's perception, opinion, judgments, projections, shame, hate, abuse, if you're just giving all of it weight versus discerning if there's a reflection in there for you that would be helpful, you're activating your winning strategy. You're going to contort yourself. You're going to change how you show up so that you can maintain a certain sense of love and belonging with someone who may not deserve it or may deserve it, but doesn't deserve the weight that you're giving their opinion and their perception. This takes a deep level of discernment, of self-trust, of understanding your winning strategy so that you can see it at play, understanding your personality type and your core wounding so that you know when it's triggered, your traumas. You have to know these things about yourself. You have to be working with them and on them. Otherwise, you spiral right into story. You activate your winning strategy. You push what you want further away. Who are you giving weight to that doesn't deserve weight? If someone projects all over you, if someone is triggered and they're reactive and attacking, lashing out at you, shaming you, judging you, whatever it is, can you discern if there's a reflection for you? And if not, can you let it go? Can you set it down? Can you never pick it up? Can you let it breeze right past you? Can you make it irrelevant? Just the same as the people that we don't know who are shaming and judging us. We're just not in a relationship with, so we're not giving any weight to them at all, any consideration to them at all. Can you stop giving weight to the things that weigh you down, to the projections, the judgments, the shaming? And if you can't, that's a wonderful insight. It doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that you're incapable. It doesn't mean that I just don't understand how difficult that is for you and your relationship with your mother. It just means that's something that's really hooky for you. That's a tell that there's something that needs healing and clearing. It's a gift. But you have to see it that way. You have to be willing to look past your fear and discomfort and settle into this idea that maybe there are a lot of people and things you should not give relevance to. You should make, you should actively, consciously make irrelevant without bypassing or being dismissive or destroying the relationships that are important to you. That takes a lot of self-trust. It takes a lot of really knowing who you are, who you're here to be, what you're called to do, your purpose in this life, your work. Do you have that relationship to yourself, to your purpose? 
Do you know yourself? Do you, are you in alignment? Do you know how to stay in alignment with what's true for you? This is the work that we're always talking about throughout all of these conversations. So get honest with yourself. No judgments. No shaming. Grace. We're all human. We all seek love and belonging, safety, security, and success. It's how we're wired. Who are you giving relevance to who should be irrelevant because they're no longer in your life? Who are you giving relevance to who should be irrelevant because Honestly, as much as you love them and as amazing as the, as the relationship or situation or community might be, their opinions just don't matter. They're not relevant to what you're doing because it's all their perception and projections. And are there conversations that you need to have to set boundaries? What needs to happen so that you stop giving weight to these people, these judgments, these shames? What needs to happen in you? What needs to be healed and cleared? And are you willing to do that work? That's what I have for you today. Thank you for joining me. And I will be back soon with another episode. And if you need support with this, please check the show notes. We have a whole bunch of resources there for you. And go back. If you haven't listened to earlier episodes, go back and listen to the episode on winning strategies. Listen to the episode on perception and not taking things personally and what that really means. All of these will support you further. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com slash podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.